What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Oxford Breakdown. Today, we'll be talking about Tom Brady's decision to leave New England, why the Cowboys placed their franchise tag on Dak Prescott, and will DeAndre Hopkins make the Cardinals a playoff-caliber team? So stay tuned. We'll be talking about all this and more coming up on the Oxford Breakdown. Just a reminder, you can now listen to Oxford Breakdown on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just about anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can also stay up to date with the Ultimate Breakdown on the Ultimate Breakdown's YouTube channel and follow the Ultimate Breakdown on Instagram as Ultimate Breakdown Podcast. Alright, so Tom Brady has decided to leave the Patriots. What does this mean for the Patriots and what does it mean for Tom Brady? Well, first of all, I think it means that Tom Brady is fed up with New England. He said, look, I tried to... Stay here. I tried to give you guys the benefit of the doubt. I tried to win a Super Bowl, and yet on Wild Card Weekend, we got beat by a team who got carried by their running back. Now, I'm not discrediting the importance of a running back, but when you have the greatest quarterback of all time, there's no reason that you are getting beat by a team who did not, who did not really have a whole lot other than their running back. They had a good defense. I'll give them that. But what does that tell you about the Patriots? What does that tell you about the Patriots? Because here's the thing. As much as people like to say the the Patriots are the brand name in the NFL, now, yeah, you can make the argument that the Cowboys are the brand name. But as most people like to make the argument that the Patriots and the Cowboys are the brand names in the NFL, the Patriots were not there last season. And I think that was a big part of Tom Brady's decision. He's he's trying to give the Patriots the benefit of the doubt. I really think he tried to give the Patriots the benefit of the doubt. But at a certain point, he said, look, this team, this team is not... What I want, this team is not what is going to win me another Super Bowl. I need to go somewhere that actually gives me a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl, a legitimate shot to beat the Chiefs, a legitimate shot to almost secure that no one will ever touch his Super Bowls, will ever reach the amount of Super Bowls that he has. And I, I and here's the, the factor that I think goes into it. Last year... I think that easily could have been Tom Brady's last year in the NFL. It easily could have been Tom Brady's last year in the NFL. He said, he didn't say, but Patrick Mahomes said, look, when Tom Brady came to me after the game, why do you think Tom Brady met with Patrick Mahomes so long after that game, after last year's AFC Championship game? Because he knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to take over the NFL. He does not want Patrick Mahomes to catch him. I guarantee you he does not want Patrick Mahomes to catch the amount of Super Bowls they had. And I think that's why easily we could have been sitting here last year saying Tom Brady retired from the NFL. Had he not met Patrick Mahomes in the locker room after the game, and had he not played against Patrick Mahomes in the NFC Championship, he he got a look at Patrick Mahomes. He said, he can easily catch my Super Bowls. I got to get another one before I retire. I got to put my Super Bowls so far to reach for anyone to reach. Then I can retire comfortably. But he can't retire comfortably right now. And he knew he wasn't getting an, get another Super Bowl with New England. So uh, Tampa Bay is the favorite to land Tom Brady. 
we don't know where. I don't know if that's the best fit for him if he's looking to win another Super Bowl. I don't know how much I like the fit at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is still a younger team. Don't have the best coach in the world. But it does not mean that they cannot. It does not mean that they cannot go somewhere when they have Tom Brady at the controls. So let's talk about what this means for the Patriots. Well, first of all, they have a list of options at quarterback. Some people say they're going to get Andy Dalton. Some people say maybe Cam Newman. Here's the, in my opinion, the Patriots have a good team right now. But it's all going to fall apart if you don't fill the quarterback position. And now it's impossible to replace Tom Brady. There's one quarterback in the NFL right now that I think is, that I think has the potential to not only catch Tom Brady, but to be a better quarterback than Tom Brady was, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And that's Patrick Mahomes, because I don't know how long Lamar Jackson's going to be. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to last. I don't know if he's going to last long enough. I don't know if his speed's going to last long enough for him to win uh, a couple, for him to win six Super Bowls. I don't know how long some of these other quarterbacks are going to last, but there's one quarterback in the NFL right now that I honestly think will not only be better than Tom Brady, will have more Super Bowls than Tom Brady will, and that's Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs, think about this, the Chiefs are the new Patriots. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is the same combo as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Except the Chiefs have more weapons, the Chiefs have more explosiveness, the Chiefs have a pretty good defense. If they get their defense in check, they will be unstoppable in the next couple of years in the NFL. So the Patriots have got to figure something out fast. And I think I don't think Andy Dalton's the answer. I think his whole career he's been an average quarterback. A franchise quarterback maybe, but an average quarterback. I don't see Andy Dalton going to the Patriots and doing what Tom Brady did. I don't see any of these quarterbacks going to the Patriots and doing what Tom Brady did. But the Patriots have some weapons. They might get some more in in the draft coming up, but they have some weapons. So I'm thinking you either go with one of these quarterbacks that's available, or, you know, they got a pretty late pick in the NFL. Some people say Jordan Love will still be available at that point. In my mock draft, I didn't even have Jordan Love going number one. Now, now I am doing a, I'm going to do another mock draft uh, coming up. Let's not make a mistake uh, and say that Jordan Love is not first-round talent because I didn't know where any of these players are. I didn't know where any of these players were going to go, but now that the places are kind of all starting to, uh, the, all the pieces are starting to fill in for these teams, it's easier to make a mock draft. Uh, it's easier to make assumptions on who these teams are going to draft. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots get Jordan Love this coming this upcoming draft. He's raw, yes, but the Patriots have a developed coaching staff. They developed Tom Brady. They have weapons, and Jordan Love could be their quarterback of the future. All right, well, some other big news uh, in free agency is that the Cowboys decided to re-sign Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott, 
well, they franchise tagged him. What are they doing? They're putting pressure on Dak Prescott. They're saying, look, we are giving you this for one year. You have Amari Cooper. You have Ezekiel Elliott. You have one of the best offensive lines in football. You've got a legit defense. We are giving you this for one year, and we're giving you the money that you want. We're giving you the money that you want. We're giving you everything you want. We got you a new coach. People said Jason Garrett was the problem. I never thought he was the problem. But we got him a new coach. We're building around you, Dak Prescott. It is your time to show us what you can do. It is your time to show us what you can do. And if he performs next year, he's probably going to resign. But if the Patriots do not at least make a playoff run next year, there is no way that Dak Prescott is getting resigned. A lot of people don't like that their franchise tagged him. They said they should have resigned him. I don't think they should have signed him at all. I think that Dak Prescott was a huge part of the problem in Dallas. I don't think it was just Jason Garrett. And to say that the Cowboys are not a playoff team, it's just they're they're top three. They're, they're, they could be a top three NFL uh they could be a top three favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. So Dak Prescott has the tools that he needs, the coaching that he needs. Now the pressure is on him. The pressure is on Dak Prescott. Now if he does not perform, they will not resign him. If he performs, they'll probably resign him. But they got to make it at least a couple games into the playoffs. All right, well, let's talk about uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So he ended up going to the Cardinals. So does this make the Cardinals a playoff caliber team? I like Kyler Murray a lot, the most underrated player in the NFL. They franchise tags Kenyon Drake, a great running back. And I know that it was killing the Cardinals to get an offensive tackle in this year's upcoming draft. Sometimes in the draft, you got to get who you need, not who you want. And this group of receivers is so stacked. It was I know they did not want to do that. But now you don't have to worry about it. You got DeAndre Hopkins who has proven he's a top five receiver in the NFL. He's proven that. So you've got a weapon for Kyler Murray. Now get him some protection. He's a dual threat quarterback. He is the future in Arizona. And I cannot wait to watch Arizona next year. They're going to be a top 15, top 13 team in the NFL next year. With the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. They need to get Kyler Murray some weapons. They're getting him some weapons. They're getting him some protection. They're building around Kyler Murray. They still have Larry Fitzgerald. To uh, help guide Kyler Murray. Marcus Mariota went to the Raiders. I like this move. Uh, by John Gruden. Because here's what I think it does. Once again. It puts pressure on Derek Carr. Marcus Mariota was a good quarterback. Okay, don't make don't make any mistake. He was a good quarterback. He got traded because Ryan Tannehill drastically outperformed what everyone thought was his potential. I like Ryan Tannehill a lot, but I didn't think that he had it in him to perform that much. Now, granted, there's a pretty good chance the Titans might have made a mistake by franchise tagging Derrick Henry and re-signing Ryan Tannehill to a four-year, $118 million extension. I do not like that move at all. I, I don't like that move because here's the thing. Like I said earlier, 
they beat the Patriots and they beat the Ravens with Derrick Henry. And you're gonna you're gonna franchise tag the running back that did that and then sign the quarterback to 118 million. I don't hate that they're keeping Ryan Tannehill. He did a good job. But I don't like that they're paying him more than the player that got him there. But back to the Marcus Mariota. I I, I like uh I like this move by the Raiders because what does it do? It puts pressure on Derek Carr. Clearly they don't want Tom Brady, or clearly they just know they're not gonna get him. They're going with Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota, and they're going to have to outperform each other. And what does this do when you put competition to these NFL players who have not had to deal with it their whole lives? Or, or ha- my bad, not had to deal with it in the NFL so far. They haven't had someone threatening to take their position. It makes them better. So whoever ends up with the starting job next season, either Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota, I have a feeling it's going to be Derek Carr. Whoever ends up with the starting job next season is going to have to play to their best potential. Because they do not want to get their job taken. John Gruden knows that. He's an experienced guy in the NFL. And I think that he is very excited about this Marcus Mariota trade. Stephon Diggs is going to the Bills. I like this move. Josh Allen is a young quarterback. He's a young quarterback who has not had the weapons that I'm sure he wanted. He's gotten some experience last year in the wild card. He needs all this experience and all these developing time and all this development time. And getting him a weapon like Stephon Diggs, a receiver who catches everything, is a great move for the Bills. I would not be surprised if because of this move, a year from now we're saying that the Bills are in the divisional round. Make it past wild card. They're they're probably gonna make it past the wild card round, and the Bills are gonna be a legit team next season. So the Browns made a couple of big moves. They signed Case Keenum, got Jack Conklin offensive tackle, and got Austin Hooper. There's one of these that I really, really like, and that is Jack Conklin. That's a huge, huge move for the Browns. If you remember, the reason why the the Titans made it so far last year, it wasn't just because of Derrick Henry. A big part of it was because of the offensive line that they had, one of the best offensive lines in football. And so... Getting Jack Conklin, who has proven that he can block in the NFL, it's huge. You get another offensive lineman with your 10th overall pick. You don't need any more weapons. You've got Odo Beckham. You've got Jarvis Landry. You've got Austin Hooper now at tight end. You've got Kareem Hunt. You've got Nick Chubb. The talent is there on the offensive side. You have a legit defensive. You have a legit defense. You have a legit head coach. What is this doing by signing Case Keenum? It's putting pressure on Baker Mayfield. They're saying, look, Baker Mayfield, you can't be throwing all these picks. You can't be you can't be acting immature the way you are. Now I don't blame last season on Baker Mayfield. I don't think it was his fault for one second. But what are they doing with Case Keenum? They're saying, look, Baker Mayfield, you don't automatically get next year. I don't know if they're going to make Baker Mayfield compete for the starting job, but I imagine if Baker Mayfield starts underly performing next year, guess who's coming in? Case Keenum. Now, I don't know how much I like this move by the Browns because I think Baker Mayfield is the quarterback of the future. He just needs to develop a little bit more. He's raw. He needs to develop not just his playing style, but his maturity. Now, a lot of people don't like Baker Mayfield because he's immature. I don't know. I don't think he's too immature. I think it's something that he will learn with time. 
But that is what the Browns are saying. They're saying, look, Baker Mayfield, we can't be waiting all this time for you to grow up. We got Case Keenum on the back burner in case you don't show up next season. No, I think Baker Mayfield will show up next season because he's got protection now. He's got a good coach. He's got great talent on the offensive side. He's got a great defense. The Browns have the talent to be a top three team in the NFL. But do they have the maturity to be a top three team in the NFL? That is something they're going to have to figure out. They got a great offensive line now. They've got talent all around them. They got Baker Mayfield at the controls. What is he going to do with it? I don't think they're going to make him compete for the starting job. I, I, I would not like that decision by the Browns. I think they should let Baker Mayfield continue to start for them. But to not to bring Case Keenum in is to tell Baker Mayfield, you got to perform next season. We gave you the talent. We gave you everything. We gave you a new coach. It's time for you to perform. And I think he will. But that's why they brought in Case Keenum. I like Jack Conklin a lot. I like Austin Hooper. Teddy Bridgewater has also re-signed with the Carolina Panthers. I apologize, not re-signed, has signed with the Carolina Panthers. He obviously did not want to stay with, uh, he did not want to stay with the Saints because they were going to start Drew Brees because he went back to New Orleans. So what does this mean for the Panthers? Well, I think it's the right move. They, they offered Cam Newman up to be free to offer a trade. And I like this move because ultimately Teddy Bridgewater, I think people kind of underestimated him. He kind of came in the league and then people underestimated him. He kind of people kind of think, well, he's washed up. Nobody really wants him anymore. And then he came to the Saints and he showed you what he can do with them. Now I'm not saying he's better than Drew Brees, but he is a franchise quarterback who still has quite a few years left in him. And I like the move by the Panthers. Cam Newton is clearly not the answer there. Cam Newton has always kind of been a up and down quarterback. At his up when he's up, when he is a great quarterback, he is great. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But you can't deal with the inconsistency. Because when he's not good, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. It's inconsistency, and that is what's going to hurt you in the NFL. Look, Teddy Bridgewater may not be the greatest at his best, but he nav- he's very consistent. You saw what he can do when he has weapons around him. The Panthers are going to try to build around him, and they could be a playoff team potentially as well. So I really like the move. I really like the move by the Panthers to sign Teddy Bridgewater because they knew that he wasn't going to want to stay with the Saints, and I think this could potentially make the Panthers a great team again. Don't forget, the Panthers were in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 50, and they lost to the Broncos, and ever since then, they just kind of downfalled. So to get someone new and quarterback energetic, someone that's great, is a great move for the Panthers. All right, well, that is going to wrap it up for the Ultimate Breakdown. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a weird couple of weeks in sports, but this NFL franchise has been a nice break from it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day, and God bless.